This team is going to shock the world in its next game. You can mark it down. You can mark it down, folks. The Johnnies pick up their fourth straight win, an impressive road victory over the Marquette Golden Eagles. They go to 5-6 and six in conference. Now, slow down. I know 5-6 and six isn't something any team should be celebrating. But considering where we were at, all right, and how easily this could be 3-8, and 2-9 even, okay, where we were at, we struggled, got out of that rut, four in a row, five out of six, three road wins consecutively for the first time since 2012, 11-7 overall, and in position, I said it a few podcasts ago, I said if we're ever back in the position to get to 500, then you're in a position to make the tournament, and if you're 500 in the Big East, you're 100% in position to be talking about the tournament, that's an easy word to say, Pat, and especially when that game would come against your most difficult challenge and the most impressive victory, the Villanova Wildcats, the class of the Big East. Now, that also means it will be the toughest game of the season, but we welcome that challenge. It means our season's alive, we're hopeful, we're feeling good, and it's all led to the fearlessness, the, I mean, the absolute will to to compete by the freshman Posh Alexander and his running mate Dylan Wooster. Those two guys have some big brass balls. I mean, holy cow. We're going to get to it later, but that steal and finish by Posh, and then the ensuing play, Wusu drive and finish over field, John. Um, And let me tell you, I played a game about a week ago in my 30 and over league against Theo John, and he is a beast inside, so that's no easy feat. But those two freshmen are leading us in so many ways, Posh especially, and all of a sudden, everyone's excited again. Everybody's excited again. All those people who were really worried, throwing the team under the bus, questioning, you know, the way we were headed. Is this the right approach, the right coaching staff, the right team, right set of players? A lot of that stuff was being talked about. Way too early. Way too early. Even if some of the stuff was true and you had the right to be upset about things, it's not even two full years under a staff. A system coach hasn't even had the equivalent of an upperclassman in his system yet. Not even near that. This group of eight or nine guys haven't played 20 games together yet. Okay, so obviously growing pains were to, be, were to be expected. You want to see less. You hope the team improves, and they are visibly improving game after game. And all of a sudden, we're excited. I'm excited. Can you tell? I'm excited. Sunday. Happy day. Um, <clears throat> first half, we jumped out to a quick lead. It was 22 to 13, 12 minutes, uh, eight minutes into the game at the 12-minute mark. Nine-point lead. Uh, we saw some good things. Moore had a couple good exchanges in the first half. He had a nice pass cross court to Cole, who hit a three. He also was the recipient of an alley oop, questionable non-goal call, goaltend call. Um, he had that good stretch, helped us build up to an early lead. Second half, he had a stretch that helped us perhaps lose some momentum. But he gives, he takes, okay? Take the good with the bad. Um, and he helped us in the first, hurt us in the second. Uh, we got up to the, about that 12-point lead. We were up by as many as 15, I believe. Um, and then Marquette slowly chipped away, slowly chipped away. We got a lineup with the three forwards, Moore, Champagny, Erlington together. 
Uh, I think we got out to go by five or six points in a three-minute stretch. During that time, I've been calling to see that lineup. It didn't quite work out uh, as well as I hoped, but it really is such a small sample size, you can't tell. You could tell uh, Mike Anderson wanted to get some more size, maybe help battle uh, on the interior with Roberts out with foul trouble early. Didn't quite work out. Marquette was able to whittle it down. I think they got it as close as seven points in the first half. It was a nine-point game uh, with 30 seconds left. We had the ball. Uh, Cole ran a nice pick-and-pop to Champagny, who buried a three. Uh, Cole had a couple nice steady plays, um, not scoring, but setting up his teammates. That was one of them. And uh, right after that, Posh harassing full-court length of the court. Uh, Marquette struggled in running the ball, made kind of a sloppy pass. Posh honestly didn't even have to make a great play. It came kind of right to him. was able to steal it on the pass, finish at the rim, and won six points within a matter of uh, five or six seconds. We took a 15-point lead in the halftime. <clears throat> and that first half stretch we really showed how the tenacity, the defensive pressure, can lead to these spurts and these stretches of good play where the other team doesn't even know what hits them. But when we rely on that, we can see, as we did in the beginning of the first half, when the other team slows down and plays to their strengths, exposes our interior weakness, we can see the adverse effects of relying on so much pressure and so much of an up-tempo style. Um, because within, let's see, uh, 14 minute mark in the second half after having a 15 point lead, it was tied 51 to 51. And it might've been tied slightly before then, but I know for a fact at 14 minutes, it was 51 to 51. So a 15 point lead evaporated within 16, within six minutes of play. We weren't getting great shots. Uh, we started off the half with a poor shot by Posh. Uh, Marquette was able to score inside on kind of a questionable free throw. Uh, they gave him, they gave uh, Carton two free throws on an interior foul. At first, I didn't even think they called the foul. Then I thought he wasn't even shooting. Anyway, he went to the line, cut it to 13, and then it was just a series of bad shots on our end and uh, good looks on their end, working for good interior looks, uh, exposing us to the inside, and they were able to tie it 51 to 51. Now, this is when everyone was really getting worried. Fans on Twitter, on the boards, everyone's, how do we come out of the half so unprepared? How do we look like this after playing so well for the first 20 minutes? And all valid questions, but basketball is a game of runs. And thankfully, our team wasn't as quick to fold, wasn't as quick to be worried and let that situation bottle them up. I thought our bench players, Wusu and Erlington, really came in and uh, grounded us at that point. Their strength, toughness, physicality um, really kind of slowed down the Marquette run and was able to uh, slow the game down and get the momentum back in our favor. We built the lead back up to, I think, 10 points, <coughs> uh, 64-54 maybe. But then Marquette was kind of you know within that 6-7 to seven point range for a while. And at the, six, at the uh, 531 mark, it was 67-59. We were up eight points with five minutes and 31 seconds left. There was a questionable stretch right before then when Toro was put in the game and he had two straight possessions where we tried to use him in pick and rolls all of a sudden and they resulted in turnovers. And he did not help himself on the other end uh, with an offensive foul on a putback and giving up, I believe, an offensive rebound. But you got to understand Mike Anderson is the guy who gives, people's ch gives guys chances will use his bench, and was willing to do that later in the game with Wusu, who might have won the game for us. So with that, you got to take the good and the bad. So, 5 minutes, 31 seconds left. It's 67-59. <clears throat> Marquette has the ball. 
let's run down the last five or so minutes of this game. Eight-point lead. Okay, Josh Roberts fouls Theo John on an inside touch, something we struggled with all game. Okay, we really have to work our asses off to either front in the post or provide help, and it, it takes a toll when teams are able to slow down and work the ball inside. Theo John is one of the most physical guys in the Big East, so we might not see uh, a matchup that provides such a mismatch, although um, that guy, Watson on, uh, is it Watson on Providence? Blanking on his name is uh, probably the better scorer and just as big. But Theo John is a physical specimen that is tough to deal with. So he gets two free throws, make, knocks them both. 67, 61, five minutes left. Ensuing possession, Dunn gets an offensive foul on a pseudo post-up move where he hooks the guy going to the lane. Again, him trying to score in the post. That's the second time he's tried to do that late in games, resulted in turnovers or bad shots. Wasn't the smartest decision. Uh, then Theo John came down and got a layup inside. It's 67-63, 4 minutes and 20 seconds left. 4.20, bruh. Next time down, Cole turns it over on a drive to the basket. Maybe trying to do too much. We were getting kind of lackadaisical on our passes, going one-on-one when we needed to be moving the basketball, trying to get Champagny with a good spot and good look. Next time down, Marquette hits a three-point shot, 67-66, one-point game, three minutes and 40 seconds left. We finally get the ball to uh, Champagny. He gets fouled on a drive, goes to the line, makes both free throws, 69-66 with three minutes and 26 seconds left. Marquette comes down, has a nice set, gets an alley-oop dunk. Again, it's a one-point game, three minutes left. So we have the basketball, young team on the road, three minutes left, up one. We come down, done. Our senior leader, again, tough spots, late in games with the basketball. Air balls a jumper at the elbow. Marquette comes down, misses a jumper. Again, now it's two minutes left. We have the ball, one-point lead. Dunn misses a jumper. End of a shot clock situation. He was kind of put in a tough spot. Wasn't his, uh, his fault. We just didn't get a good look. So now Marquette has the ball. We're up one. Minute 30 left. Posh Alexander, which is becoming just all too often. Okay, in a good sense for us, terrible for the other point guards in the league. Steals the ball from DJ Carton at half court, goes the length of the court, gets a layup. Okay, Really came out of nowhere. They tried to hand it off to Carton right at the half court line. Posh swiped it with his hands, got it, finished it, up three points, huge play, a minute left. Marquette has the ball. They come to the line. They get fouled. They make one of two free throws. Now they're St. John's is up. 71, I'm sorry, they make both free throws to make it a one-point game again. 71-70. This is when Dylan Wasu made that play I was talking about earlier. Okay, Gets it out of the, on the wing, top of the key. Drives hard to the basket. Could have dished it to Champagny, who was open at the three-point line. A really good three-point shooter, and Wasu's a good passer. Might have saw him and made a decision not to pass to him. I saw him as the play was happening and thought he was going to make the play. When he didn't make it, I was worried a little bit, but then he got to the rim. Theo John, the uh, mountain masquerading as a man, was there waiting for him and didn't quite go for the block, kind of slide and hip-checked Wusu. I thought it was a foul, and Wusu was able to make a nice finish on the left side of the rim using his right hand to take a three-point lead, a huge basket, an absolute must-needed basket, and Dylan Wusu was able to capitalize and get that hoop. 
and he played a hell of a game down the stretch, offensively, defensively. He was making the inbounds passes down the down the stretch. So you can tell Mike Anderson really trusts him. Uh, obviously, he does. He's playing close to 20 minutes a game and just a fabulous piece moving forward. I think there'll be times, and I've, I don't want to get off on a wusu tangent, but I could see him playing point guard down down the line in his career at times. You know, obviously we have Posh, so he'll be playing point for the majority of the games. But if you have situations where Wusu plays the point, that's just a mismatch waiting to happen. He would be like a pseudo, now a pseudo poor man's LeBron James, in a sense, at the point guard. Now, I did not just compare him to LeBron James. He's nowhere close to that. No one's nowhere close to that. I'm saying at the collegiate level, that physicality at the point guard spot would be a tough matchup inside. You could post him up. You get inside on the block. He's able to distribute, make plays. Um, and cover a lot of different positions. Don't clip that shit. I did not say he's LeBron James, all right? But he is a fucking badass, and I'm so happy we got him. Anyway, 73-70 after that finish by Wusu. Garcia on their team, the other freshman in the running for freshman of the year, gets fouled at the rim. He makes one of two with 73-71. Dunn comes down, gets fouled. One and one, makes both of those... Free throws, huge free throws by Dunn. It's not the first time he's made huge free throws down the stretch. Gives us a four-point lead and enough wiggle room to able, we're able to hold on as Garcia gets a tip in with 12 seconds left. Champagny travels, catching the inbounds pass on the sideline. He definitely did travel. Um, he's got away with a few times shuffling his feet throughout the season. This time almost cost us. We're lucky it didn't. Um, but he's such a phenomenal player that I'm just kind of fucking around when I'm getting on for this stuff. But uh, that gave Marquette a chance. Down two, inbounding the ball with 12 seconds left. The the pass kind of went awry. Dunn was able to dive on the floor, uh, wrestle for it, grab it. They called the jump ball with 0.4 seconds left. It looked like no one really even tangled it up. It's kind of suspicious, but we had the possession arrow. Inbounded the ball. That's that. Okay, 75-73, St. John's wins. A uh, great win. <clears throat> no matter how good or bad Marquette is, it's a really good win. Let's look at some of the percentages. As a team, we shot 44% from the field, 47% from three, 100% from the line. We were 10 for 10. We only shot 10 free throws to Marquette's 24. The refereeing, I thought, was a little bit suspect. I'm going to be obvious. I mean, obvious. I'm going to be honest. Honestly, I'm going to be obviously honest. Okay, we were getting hosed on some calls, I thought, especially on the interior. Theo John didn't get called for a single foul, 37 minutes, that guy. I mean, he only contested 1,000 shots, set 100 screens, and bodied 50 or so dudes in the paint, but no fouls. All right, whatever. I digress, but um, 100% on our 10 free throw attempts. We needed to make all of those. Uh, Marquette was 42% from the field, 29% from three, and 83% from the free throw line, 20 to 24. They were 5 for 17 from three, so we did a good job contesting on threes. Uh, we were 9 for 19 from three, so we're shooting a good percentage from three. Uh, not the most amount of attempts, but plenty. I mean, if you make nine threes on 19 attempts, you'll take that every time. For our players, uh, Josh Roberts, four points, four rebounds. He did make a, a, a bigger impact than probably those stats would imply. He had some uh, nice putbacks in the first half off misses. Really kind of got us going in spots where it looked like we were struggling to get good looks. Um, defensive end, he was our best option against Theo for the most part, although Marcellus had a good run in the second half, providing some physicality. Julian Champagny, our MVP, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 1 steal, 7 of 14 from the field, 4 for 7 from 3, 4 for 4 from the line, had a couple big free throws in the game where we really needed those points. So steady that step-back jumper is becoming kind of his uh, signature shot. 
Uh, Vince Cole, 10 points, two rebounds, four assists. I think he had 10 points all in the first half. Struggled a little bit in the second half, but like I said, make it, made a couple solid passes in the first half. 10 points, quality contribution. Posh Alexander, maybe the most exciting player to watch in the Big East. Of course, I am biased. Of course, I'm not watching any of these other bums on a regular basis. But Posh Alexander is hes uh, 100% excitement for, four, for 40 minutes. 15 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 6 steals, only 2 turnovers in 34 minutes. He was 6 for 14 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3. The two threes he hit, the second one in the second half was a big shot. Right when Marquette was making that run early in the second half, he hit a big 3. Uh, done 11 points, 3 three rebounds, 3 assists, a steal. Did have 4 turnovers, was 4 for 11 from the field, so not his most efficient night. Uh, wasn't as productive as a distributor. Uh, managing the game tempo this game as he was last time, but still a good game, solid, hit those big free throws late, got that big steal to steal the game, uh, a really, really solid game, and I think he's getting more and more comfortable playing a lot alongside Posh. Uh, hopefully Greg can come back and provide some more shooting in the backcourt, but for now, Dunn and Alexander as a defensive presence and as a couple of Bulldogs back there are really giving teams fits. On the bench, more like I said in that first half, helped us. Second half, took a really bad three-point shot right when Marquette was making that strat, making that t uh, tough little comeback early on, and then we never saw him again after that bad three-point shot. He had five points, three rebounds, two assists, two blocks in 15 minutes, so not terrible production. Erlington, two points, four rebounds, nothing else. Uh, one for four from the field, did have those four rebounds, two especially come to mind in the second half. Uh, tough defensive boards, back-to-back -back possessions. He's been really hit or miss this year offensively. A little tough stretch his last couple of games shooting the ball. Hopefully he'll bounce back. Toro didn't do anything positive in those two minutes he got. Uh, McGriff uh, got two minutes in the first half to steal some time. Um, you know, was was solid, didn't do anything to hurt us. And Wusu, big 20 minutes off the bench. He had six points, five rebounds, and assist, two turnovers. He's got the same type of toughness and tenacity that Wusu has, maybe not as energetic uh, around the basketball, but he really isn't scared of any, anybody. doesn't back down whatsoever. He's got a bunch of skills offensively. He can jab, step, and make space. He can get to the rim. He can finish around the basket. I think his jump shot is going to be good enough where it's a threat. Um... And I can't stop gushing about the kid. Uh, he's not a kid at all, but I can't stop talking about how good of a, a kid it is. Not a package deal whatsoever. It's something that should be lauded, and we should all be excited to see where it takes us. But anyway, guys, 75-73, St. John's wins. They beat Marquette. Wojo can go suck a wo-wo. And um, let's go get this win Wednesday night against Villanova. They're coming to Karnasek Arena. When was the last time Villanova's played at Karnasek Arena? It's got to be forever ago. Forever ago. That's a trivia question for you guys. Go find that out. But please, guys, thanks for listening to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. Can I get a couple more reviews, a couple more rates, a couple more subscriptions? Give me something. Anyway, thanks. Peace. See you next time. I'm Pat Kane, and we are... 